Welcome, listeners, to What Are You Craving, a podcast between friends about food and connection. I'm Sarah, an ACE-certified personal trainer and certified health coach, mom of three, and lover of most foods. And I'm Angie, a licensed clinical social worker and doctor of counseling psychology, mom of two, keto eater, and lactose intolerant. So hold on to your butts, and let's do this thing. Click on the um, settings. Settings, okay. Um, that's those were the only ideas I had. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm recording now. So, oh, okay. <laughs> um, oh, here we go. Okay, well, um, I found it. You did find it. That's good. That Prime way, my is- husband doesn't call and disturb us because he already called once during a time we should have been recording. He was lucky we had it yet. Yeah, okay, so what I did, just for future reference, is I went to settings and typed in the search, do not, and then it pops up. That is what I did, too. It says it's under apps and notifications, and quite frankly, that's a stupid place to put it. Why is the do not disturb? The do not disturb should be in a couple different places. It should just be next to the volume. If you turn the volume all the way down, your phone should be like, do you just want do not disturb? How about it just, nobody can call you right now? Yeah. I think on my Google Pixel, it was a very easy, like, when you do that swipe down and it's got, like, your calculator and flashlight, it was in there. Oh, it is. You're <laughs> right. I have a Pixel. Okay, good to know. Do not disturb. That's awesome. I can use that when I go to therapy because when I go to therapy, I usually put it on airplane mode because I'm afraid it's going to record what I'm saying. <laughs> so, and then I'm like... Also, I don't care. <laughs> Anybody can hear what I'm saying in therapy, I don't care. But sure. I just get this. Especially when you start talking about somebody else, you're like, oh, no, what if that? Have you ever just, like, accidentally called somebody? or? Yeah, it'd be crazy if we, um, we if there was a recording of us talking about anybody else. I know. Who <laughs> want that? What an invasion of privacy. <laughs> Every conversation we have is recorded. So. I know. <laughs> it's got to be, right? We better hope we don't become uh, enemies and have vendettas out for each other or we're going to be in for it. That's not what I was thinking you were going to say. I thought you were going to say, we better hope we don't run for, like, a political office or something. (laughs) Speaking of, um, I don't think... Oh, I know I haven't told you because you just stopped replying to my Marco Polo, so I started to develop a complex recently. But so... um, We've, we've talked about this before where behind my neighborhood, they're putting in a new neighborhood and they're clear cutting it. And so I had voiced my concern about the deer and wildlife and where they'll be going while we're like just wiping out all the wildlife space. So um, my alderman called me earlier this week and um, or last week, I don't know, she called me at some point. And she was like, hey, I think I have this, um, this job that would be good for you. Um, and it's basically um, being on the committee that heads up caring for the deer in our area. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> she's like, no one's going to like you because everyone hates the deer. And you're like, that's perfect. That's exactly what I've been going for. Yeah. It's like, I love when people dislike me. But you're like, I, it's one of my goals in life every day to piss somebody off a little bit. So if you could sign me up immediately, that'd be yeah. great. Um, but I had been thinking because when I go, when I've gone to like the um, meetings that they have, I don't know what they're called, meetings, I guess. Um, it's all like old white men that are making the decisions for the area. Um, and, and that's not that's not exclusive to your area. There seems to be a pattern with that. Oh, absolutely. So I've been thinking like, well, I'm not a man and I'm not quite old yet. So maybe it would be beneficial if I got involved. But like the idea of running for an office just sound like I've never won a popularity contest ever in my entire life. So to spend money to try and win one just doesn't sound right. But if I could get my foot in the door with working with the local politics in this way, I may do it. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. But I get to work with like a lot of different agencies, like the 
um, Tennessee Wildlife Recreation Agency and some other ones that I don't know maybe I could make a nice impact so I think you could and you also could really use your like credentials of like I know about wellness and human health and I can you can you know bring that lens of like when you destroy ecosystems this is what happens to humans that live around destroyed ecosystems yeah in the she sent me the nomination form because she's like I don't want to nominate you just like if because I don't want to like pressure you but if you're interested like this is the nomination form and it like has on there like qualifications so I'm like what exactly what qualifications would I put down as far as deer health go because but oh my gosh I could rattle off so many qualifications that you have right off the top of my head like definitely the wellness stuff and the um also that you have experience in marketing which means that you understand communications with large groups of people which not everybody understands how to do that you're so good like words just like you can disseminate information and yeah you will be able to think of a lot of problems perfect all right all right there you go you won you just won (laughs) it sounds as though there's not a stiff competition gunning for this position so what is it so you have to get elected as the deer caretaker (laughs) no i don't think so i for this particular one i don't think so i think they're just looking for someone to do it and so she because we're starting a small business and she mentioned everyone um would dislike me i just she also owns a small business so i asked her and people also dislike her around here because she's progressive and more in a very conservative area and um so I asked her if it had been affecting her small business um, or not, and if she thought that, that this would just totally sink us if I was to, you know, take on this role. So she, was, she wasn't positive, um, and she was going to put me in touch with somebody else on the committee that also owns a small business that people don't really love, <laughs> um, but he hasn't called. So at first I was like, obviously I'm gonna do it. Somebody asked me to do something, so I have to accept. But I was like, I'm gonna be smart about it and talk to this guy first. And so since he hasn't called and it's been several days, like it, the the impulse of it's wearing off a little bit where I'm not like, oh, I, ha- I mean, I just have to do it. If you needed an answer right now, I would say absolutely. You know, so I mean, maybe I'll just let it pass on, but I don't know. Yeah, I'll send her an email right now. I'm going to take it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'll do it. Sign me up. I have Um, heard a lot of successful people that talk about how they just never say no to any opportunity. And eventually one of like the best opportunities, you know, come from something else. So I'm like, well, if nothing else, it's a learning experience. And it sounds like some, I mean, it's something that you care about and you're excited about. And so... I feel like that in itself is, like, if it fulfills you in that way, then anything else is just a bonus. True. You know? Um, But, yeah, bringing up the small business thing is you also could find a way to tie in that you... I mean, because all of your packaging is, like, eco-friendly and sustainable and things like that. You know what I mean? Like, you... We're trying. Yeah. So, you... I'm trying to think of what title you could give yourself in your own small business that would. <laughs> owner. It's owner. Well, owner, <laughs> but also like you are the sustainability and packaging uh, <laughs> research and development coordinator. <laughs> I mean, you are, though. I mean, I'm everything. I'm, I'm all the things. You're all the things, yes. Um, well, that's really exciting. Um, what else? I have like a long list of things I want. Like we're just not even gonna get to today because, and I don't even remember the things that I rattled off to in my Marco Polo saying, "Don't let me forget about this." Don't you said, "I'll fill you in." Maybe oh. I, I'll say it, and then you can respond to it, and I'll just put it in any order, and you'll never know what you have to talk about. Okay, but before you tell me, because I just remembered one thing that's related to what we were just talking about, I wanted to. Um, talk about a company that I I used to love and now I like but mm. Causebox I know I've told you about Causebox mm-hmm. before it's like a, the subscription thing yes 
because I got this really great, they are always sending me stuff that I'm like, I didn't know I wanted it, I didn't know I had to have it, but I do, and it's all fair trade, um, eco-friendly, sustainably made, like, it's, and that's what I really love about it, and then supports, like, um, female-owned businesses, and um, fair working conditions, all that stuff, so it's, I love it because of that. And they sent me this really, what made me think of it is when I was returning that Amazon package that I just mentioned, I had it in this tote that they sent me that is so beautiful and multifunctional and great. But then I started thinking about how annoyed I was that as an annual member, I had to opt to pay more to get eco-friendly packaging, which like eco-friendly packaging should be all logic tells me to be more cost effective right than like regular packaging like you could use recycled materials to package my stuff don't put it in a beautiful box put it in a piece of trash I don't care like but why did I have to pay more for that like well you have to think about it is yeah it's great to say oh just put it in this egg carton or something but you still have to get that stuff you have to store it somewhere it's not going to store as easily so then you need more space to have your product believe me i have been spending a lot of time looking into products and there's a lot of products that claim that they are eco-friendly or biodegradable or this or that and it's just not true um unfortunately and and also with, with recyclable packaging is great this box is compostable. Do you have a compost pile that you're going to put it in? Because it's not going to compost in the middle of a, a trap, like in the middle of a landfill covered with black garbage bags. It's not going to compo- compost like that. So it's, unless it's getting the air and the water and the sun that it needs, it's not breaking down. So I stopped buying the compostable um, paper plates because I was just, and I mean, we don't use them paper plates a lot anyways. But I was just spending more for paper plates because it's not composting in my garbage it's as bag. as compostable as the other plates, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the other plates are going to fall apart probably before they, yeah. like, if you buy the cheap ones. But like you mentioned with the small business, we're getting ready for the farmer's market. And I'm very conscious about bags. Like, in, our product isn't very big. So I'm like, I mean, somebody certainly should have a bag that they put it in. You know, another bag they can just throw it in. But I know a lot of people are just like, I mean, I could, how could I possibly carry this small item without you providing me a bag? So I looked into a lot of different options, and there were some plastic bags that are like, we're biodegradable, we break down in half the time of this, whatever. But looking into it, the material that they're using doesn't actually break down, so it's not a truthful statement. So I ended up getting the like paper craft bags that look like gift bags, but they're not mm-hmm. colorful, they're just brown, because I'm like, well... Somebody can use this again for a gift or something like that. So trying to think forward, and I may put something in it, but then if I'm putting more paper in it to say you should reuse this, now I'm using more paper. So it's it's all these things to think about. And if they were to only, you know, you pay the extra for the eco-friendly packaging, um, you know, if they don't package it correctly, it's going to break in transit. And then you have a broken product. You know, it's it's a really tough. That's true. Yeah. You know, there's so much more to it. And I'm learning a lot from just starting this small business where I'm trying to do things more eco-friendly and on a budget. Because when I used to run programs, I had a million dollars just sitting there where I was like, buy it, buy it, buy it. And now I'm like, mm. <laughs> I mean, we don't really need that, do we? <laughs> right. So, mm. yeah, I think so. In this case, I think what it meant because when it came, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like compare it to when I didn't have eco-friendly packaging, and it was brown paper, like twist. You know how when they send you like paper, so like beauty counter is packaged with like just brown paper, mm-hmm. like to separate stuff instead of the plastic bubble. Okay, things. yeah. So in that case, I'm like, well, definitely would take you more to store the plastic things than to just use the brown paper. Just always use the brown paper. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. But you're right. There is so much more to it than than that. I'm, I'm really becoming more and more aware of, um, like, fast fashion. 
because I, like a lot of people, love cheap shoes and cheap clothes, and they're not, then they're, that means that somebody didn't get paid a fair wage to make it. It means it was shipped from far, far away in a place where money is not mean the same thing as it does to, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's bad in a lot of different ways. And I just saw a post from Ginger Z, the meteorologist on Good Morning America, and she was like, clothing contributes more to CO2 emissions than um, the meat industry. I I have to look it up. I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was shocking because it was like, oh, man. Um, I'm, I'm like definitely guilty of that and become trying to become more aware of like, um, by like reusing clothes or just not buying, I mean, not buying more clothes period would be a solution too. (laughs) Um, and I've gotten a lot better at that, especially now that I'm working from home. It's like, I wear the same clothes every day, basically. Um, yeah. But it's along those same lines that you were saying. Like, it just, if you want it to be sustainable clothing, it costs a lot more. Mm-hmm. People don't want to pay a lot more. Yeah, and it's it's really hard for, like, kids because you want to pay the least amount for a kid's outfit because they're going to outgrow it. So I do try and utilize the consignment sales so then we're yeah. reusing the clothes. But I luckily don't love clothes shopping, and I don't love buying new clothes, and I'm totally willing to wear something until I really shouldn't but I was I was recently looking I have like half a drawer full of exercise clothes that I'm like well maybe like if I lose 10 pounds the shirt will like lay on me better but like it's probably not going to like I'm probably never like it's just an ill-fitting shirt regardless you know and I should but then I'm like oh I should take it to Angie maybe Angie will want it or I should do the and, and it's like really I should just donate it to somebody you know like just get rid of it and make space in my closet and then buy myself some nicer things that will last longer stuff but I do go through I do think about that when I'm buying clothes and I'm like well I mean there's nothing wrong with the clothes that I currently have so yeah I'm trying to get better about that too like I really want to do a capsule wardrobe but I'm just I'm just afraid (laughs) because it means getting rid of so much stuff that I love. But um, it does. So they have um, locally in Cleveland, there are two different places that I know of that collect um, like business casual and and formal business wear for people that they give to people in need who are like going for job interviews and things like that, Um, which is a really great cause that I can get like excited about donating Mm -hmm. like clothes that have a lot of life left in them you know um yeah but it's 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 frustrating um yeah but anyways related to sustainability I got a pair of shoes from a company that they're 100% made out of recycled materials they're they're like a a knockoff of Rothy's have you heard of Rothy's no they're these cute flats that um you can roll them up into a ball they're just made out of plastic water bottles and rothy and they're machine washable and all that well i ordered them from like a company that reminded me of rothy's but they were a little bit cheaper but still expensive and when i got the shipping notice it said i ordered them in black because they're expensive and i'm like i want to be able to wear them with everything and then they when i got my shipping notice it said that they were deep peacock color which what color even is that and they arrived in their like dark green which is not what I ordered um and I was like well I'll wear them around the house and just see if I got the size right and they're made for wide feet and everything and they were not comfortable um and so I wrote to the company and I was like well you sent me the wrong color and they don't fit so let me know what I should do for a refund and they wrote me back um in um not great totally understandable grammar (laughs) um what if we give you um new insoles that would be perfect if we send you new insoles and because shipping is very expensive what if we give you twenty dollars for the offer solution and i'm like wait what does that mean you're gonna give me twenty dollars and i keep the shoes that i paid eighty dollars for by the way i'm like so you're gonna give me the twenty dollars or are you saying 
I send them back and you give me $20. <laughs> like, I don't like either one of those options. So now I'm really frustrated because I'm like, maybe I'll just see if I can stretch them out. Um, but I'm just so sick of ordering stuff online that is so hit or miss. And I thought I was getting really good at it because it's like I only read, do it if they have reviews, if they have a good return policy, if they have... Um, you know, pictures of real people wearing the item. Usually that's a good um, indicator. And this place must have just had fake reviews and they don't honor their refund. But it's like, what am I going to do? They already have my money. So that's my my first world problem for the day. Yeah, that sucks. Sorry. It does suck, yeah. And And I do have this mentality where I'm like, well, if it's not super cheap, it's probably legit. You know, like if I was gonna pay eight dollars for them on Wish, I, I should expect that they probably aren't everything that they promised they would be. But since I paid eighty dollars for them, I'm like, they're supposed to be amazing. I would normally never spend that on a pair of shoes, but I'm gonna spend it on a pair of shoes that I can be the one pair of shoes that I wear every day. That's not how it worked out. Well, I, I did. I tell you about the tent that I ordered. It like was a facebook or instagram um oh and it was like a miniature tent (laughs) so the picture was like this eight person or ten person tent and i mean i spent like eighty dollars on it so not expensive for that but also you would expect for eighty dollars to maybe get what was in the picture and i waited like it doesn't sleep ten people but maybe it seems eight people you know right like maybe like it actually has poles that can come with it and stuff so i get so i'm like so excited so excited so excited and i'm waiting because we have a big tent but which also said it sleeps 10 people but you would literally people would only be able to come in and lay down and then leave like you it doesn't have extra room so i thought if we had these two tents one could be for changing whatever so i'm like tracking it and then i see on my um my usps um email that comes to show you what's coming and i see that it's coming and i'm like oh okay yeah that's fine and then i get the (laughs) i go to the mailbox because i was like assuming it would be on my porch and it's not there in a box so i go to my mailbox and it's in an envelope like a little white padded envelope i'm like (laughs) maybe this is like an extra thing that they sent like as an extra and I look and I'm like oh nope it's the same tracking number and it was an emergency like basically it was a um a tarp that they sent that fit in like a five by three envelope and it said like emergency tent like you would you would just drape it over like a bungee cord or something to like so you can get 10 people under it (laughs) no you could not um so I had reached out to the company. They didn't respond. I'm like, oh, shocker. So I ended up going through the credit card company, which took like three months. They're like, well, we have to give them like two billing cycles to respond. Yeah. So, I mean, I got our money back. And you would think that I would learn my lesson, but I've recently ordered a bookcase from another Facebook ad. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to happen again. Because it's, I mean, if it doesn't come this week, I'm assuming it's never coming, but um, it said that their shipping was four to six weeks. We're getting really close to that. So mm. I know. I like said out loud to myself the other day as I'm looking through Instagram because I got the, this. There's always like a really cute outfit or something that I want. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to have that. And I'm like, don't do it. It's not going to be. It's not going to be right. <laughs> it's just not going to be right. And I already have everything that I could ever want. I don't need my stuff. Right. Yeah, Keith bought me a new food scale. He's like, I got you a new food scale to make things, like, easier when we're putting the rubs together because we measure all the ingredients out. And I was like, okay, thanks. Like, I mean, I had a food scale that I thought was fine. He's like, I got you a better one. So I'm, like, using it, and I'm like, I don't really – it literally does the exact same thing. It's just a different shape. I couldn't really understand. But then he was, like, using it, and it's totally off. Like, it, it, the measurement is off. Oh. So he had taken, like, a block of cheese, like a full block. We hadn't opened it. So, you know, you would assume that that's probably pretty accurate. Coming from the company he put it on, he's like, this is nowhere near, like. Oh, yeah. So we're sending that back today because, you know, we want it to be accurate. Because I was like, these shaker bottles held four ounces, like, last time. And I was filling some up last night, and I'm like, it's not, like, Lining it's up. full and it's nowhere near four ounces according to this scale. I'm like, huh. 
I know. I have gotten really, um, like, don't hold back on returning stuff that I don't want. Oh, like, yeah. We... We return stuff a lot, which makes me, you know, we shop like everything on Amazon, basically. No, and then you ship it here, you ship it back. It's not great. Yeah, but when we look to sell our product on Amazon, I don't, I mean, these places must be manufacturing their products for like two cents a piece because the amount that it costs to list, to drop ship from Amazon, the return amount and stuff like there's no there's no way they would ever make a profit off of this like they their manufacturing cost has to be so incredibly low because for us to to sell like a four ounce bottle of rub on amazon like we would have to sell it for like nine dollars a bottle that's with us shipping it not amazon shipping it and not getting returns and we would make like 50 cents a bottle like after everything's said and done Oh, yeah. Because of all the, the fees. So we're like, okay, well, I mean, we don't want to charge $9 a, a bottle. and <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to be just like a huge operation. Yeah, but there are some pe- like some small businesses. I just, I don't know. It, d- it didn't make sense for us. I think, well, you'll probably get more cost effective as you do it and as you grow. Sure. Right? Right, because, yeah, I'm buying smaller quantities of things because I don't want a 1,000 bottles of something sitting in my house in the event that, you know, things don't go as we hope and stuff. But anyhow. Yeah. We'll Um, see. Interesting. So Um, outdoor time. What do you got for that? Oh, outdoor time. I was thinking about that because my goal lately has been to just be outside more. Um, and so, and I was thinking about that as I saw you sitting outside, outside the Y and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm jealous because that's, I need to like work that into my day, but I'm not an outdoors person, but I do feel so much better if I get outside or like if I get my bare feet on the ground or whatever. So I've been trying to find ways that it's like, how can I exercise outside, which has not been easy because it just snowed here this past weekend. Um, And how can I, like, what are some things that I need to do already that can be done outdoors, you know? Um, And so, yeah, seeing it the Y, I was like, oh, I could, there's gotta be something I could do outside my Y. You know, so they have, and obviously it wouldn't be the right time of year for you right now, but there's a boot camp class that they do outside here. Oh, um, that's they fun. take all the stuff outside, and we've got some hilly areas. I've done the boot camp class twice, and I am not um, ready for that. You laughed halfway through and said you were injured. <laughs> No, I I push, but it's like you see the other people who do it on a regular basis, and they're just like they're doing it, and I'm like, wow, I could be you if I would just come and do this class twice a week. Like, I could get there, but then I'm like, after I do the class, I can't walk for like four days or move my right. arms. So, but so they they do that outside, and sometimes I've seen yoga classes being done out on the front lawn, and you can drop your kids here and like go run outside, like in the neighborhoods and stuff too. Ooh, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't allow that. But they do sometimes do, like, Zumba classes in the parking lot and stuff like that. Yeah. It's very hilly here, though, so I am not about to go for a run outside. I do not like to run outside. It's always too cold or too hot. I mean, basically the reasons I don't want to run outside are all the reasons that I never want to take my kids to the park and I don't want to be outside in general. Because the temperature is never the right temperature. It's either too cold or too hot. The sun is either shining directly in my face and bothering me, or it's too cloudy. (laughs) Well, you have a beautiful front porch, so you should be able to just, like, work outside on your front porch. I I should do. Yeah, you're right. I could do some work. You could take your little space heater. You've got to have an outlet out there or just put an extension cord from inside. Yeah, yeah. Or just bundle up. Yeah. Um, It's, it's like, going to hit 60 today, so today is okay. It's getting better, but... Um, it's, it's the middle of May, and I feel like it's um, not appropriate that it should be snowing. That's simply it's not appropriate. Definitely not appropriate. But I am wearing a sweatshirt. It's chilly in the shade. If I was sitting in the sun, I probably wouldn't need it. But it is pretty breezy. But Keith was laughing at me when I because I was like, "Oh, I'm chilly. I'm going to put a sweater on." He's like, "It's 67 degrees right now, and you're chilly, and you're going to put a sweater on." I'm like, "I mean, if I was standing in the sunshine, it would be fine." But I'm inside of our. Uh, shadowy house like I don't yeah. 
It's yeah. cold. But I often laugh about the fact that when you guys were in town that I was like, we're going to go to the playground, totally forgetting how much you hate playgrounds. And I was like, <laughs> that's like always our go-to. Like kids love the playground. And that, that's and a it, fun playground though. That is That playground is legit. But that playground across the street from your school or from your house at the school, that's a nice, that's a fun playground too. Not nearly as fun. Your playground had like a zip line and like yeah. all sorts of amazing. It was like a tiny amusement park. It was very fun. Well, and also it's fun too when it's a park that you haven't been to before sure. and it's like all new. Or those bouncy things. Oh my gosh, I had so much fun on those little bouncy teeter-tot thing. Teeter-tot. <laughs> teeter-totter things. But yeah, I hate taking kids to the park because it's like, Ever, somebody's crying when it's time to go. We never get out of there without tears because it's time to go. Um, somebody has to go to the bathroom, so everyone has to leave. It's like somebody's up inside a tunnel, and I can't go up inside a tunnel. <laughs> I have the little potty with me that I leave in the back of the car, so when Parker has to go, like, I don't have to rush. You know, if we're out somewhere, I can just pull it out. Yeah. And so I try and always, at that playground, we go to that one most often, I try and park, like, right in front of the gates because there's only the one in and out so I can just take her to the car to go to the bathroom instead of yeah. going to that because there is a bathroom there but I wouldn't be able to leave the other yeah, kids like in there site. be yeah. inside of another building so like, I just set her in the back of the van let her go to the bathroom I can see the gates like <laughs> it's really helped things out but yeah I I my, also am like too much of an anxious parent to be at that park is laid out really nicely so you can like always see where everyone is we have another big park in town that's like got some really fun stuff like these huge like wood bridges and rope bridges and stuff that the kids can go on but it's like i feel like the entire time i'm there i'm like and it's not gated mm, so the entire time i'm there i'm like okay where are all the kids have you seen your sister have you seen your brother like somebody's gonna get human trafficked and it's, <laughs> it's like i just can't, it's not any fun for me at all <laughs> so that is most of the playgrounds that we go to seem to be gated in but my girlfriend um the one who has like a gazillion kids that I tell you about like we hang out a lot like she's who I hang out with the most and she's always like going to like new places and she'll drive 45 minutes for a different playground or do something like that so that there's something new and I'll tag along sometimes because I'm like oh, whatever but I'm like they don't care if they go to a new playground like they are totally happy going to the playground that's five minutes away like yeah we don't need to reinvent the wheel like we could pour some sand on the concrete right here and they would have a blast like totally (laughs) totally totally oh my gosh all right so what are you craving um i don't know um what about you? You want to go first? Um, I am craving. I've been craving lately. Um, I can't think of any food stuff I've been craving. You know what I've been craving is um a, a deep clean of my house. And I know that this has come up before. <laughs> and when I hired somebody, I thought it was going to resolve it, but. It's not, it wasn't as satisfying as I thought. And um, my husband said to me yesterday, which, so my father-in-law's coming into town tonight. So, you know, you clean a little bit more than usual when you have out-of-town guests, obviously. It makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So I texted him in the morning and said, like, okay, I'll go, I'll shop and get the um, grocery stuff and plan the meals and stuff. And you clean, question mark. Like, does that work or whatever? Because I only had a 30-minute window in the day, like, to get stuff done. And he was like, no. And keep in mind, I'm working full-time from home. And he responded with, oh, he responded with, um, you clean because you're you're at home. So you, so you clean. And it wasn't a request or a question mark. And I was like, I only have 28 minutes. That's enough time to run to the grocery store and that's it. I don't have time to deep clean the house, but also I'm not going to clean the house while I'm working full time and the kids are trashing the house behind me. Like, why would I spend any time at all cleaning this house while there are still children in it? Like, you should not clean the house until the kids go to bed, period, full stop, end of story. And he goes, 
And instead of saying, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, I understand. You got a busy day or whatever. Instead of saying that, he goes, just don't let them trash the house. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel like I could throat punch you right now. Because not only are you not getting it, but, like, I don't have time to do that. And the kids are going to mess it up anyway. But also, what makes you think that I would also have time to somehow entertain these children while I'm also working? (laughs) Like... How many hours do you think that they are in the day? It was, it made me so livid. (laughs) I was very angry. Um, And he was like, forget it. I'll just cook and clean. And I was like, perfect. Problem solved. (laughs) I don't understand why you didn't say that to begin with. (laughs) You've got all this time. What I love about you and the way that you... I'll use the word fight loosely because it's not a fight. (laughs) But the way that you negotiate or something is... If somebody says something, you hold them accountable to it. And you're like, okay, great. You're not like, obviously he was like, I mean, you know that he was being sarcastic, but you're just like, well, you said it. So now that's what you get to do. Like where myself and a lot of other people were, you know, I think we'd be like, oh, well now they're just like, blah, blah, blah. Like now it's a fight and we're throwing a fit and whatever. And you're like, oh, I'm so glad that you took all that on. Thank you so much. Like, (laughs) I mean, and it makes sense because of your background and your career and stuff, but you're just like, well, you made this statement, so you must have meant it because why else would you have made such a statement and make such an offer of stuff that you would do? (laughs) I like that with passive aggressiveness too, because it's like when people make, so that was like a sarcastic comment or like he was trying to just shut it down or whatever. But when people, somebody once said to me something about like the nice thing about people that are being passive aggressive is that it's a message that you can ignore (laughs) because like they didn't they didn't tell you anything you know what I mean like if you need to say something then say it and then if you say it then it's like then we can go with it but um and but I did have a moment like during the day where I was like oh I'm gonna fine I'm just gonna clean this house top to bottom and then you'll see how exhausted I am and I was like wait why am I thinking about that at all that just disproves my point that I don't have time to do that (laughs) like it's not gonna happen he's gonna be like I thought if you said you didn't have time you don't have time you know so Um, when Keith and I had just Maggie and Penny Penny was young we lived in Michigan finances were a little tight and he was stressed out and we were always fighting and I'm like fine I'll just go get a job then and he was like, that's really great. Like, so then I applied to one job, which I got, obviously. Um, and when I, when they made the salary offer, it wasn't, I mean, it was not low, but I was like, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to spend time away from my kids and stuff, I'm going to just ask for more money. Which they then gave me more money. Oh, <laughs> I was gosh. like, oh no. Yeah, this is not going the way that I planned. Now I have to go to work. <laughs> Which lasted about three months before I was like, I mean, this there's no amount of money. And he's like, you're going to walk away from this amount of money? Like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that made things a little rough. And it always, whenever he's complaining, like, about his job and saying he wants a different job or he's stressed out, I have to really tiptoe because I know if I say just the wrong thing, he's going to be like, well, remember when you hated your job and you just quit it? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, never mind. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I so I try and remember back then, like when I absolutely hated it. But my reason for not wanting to continue to go to a job that I hate is because I wanted to spend more time raising my children and not putting them somewhere else. And like taking care of your like family stuff. I mean, what you do is so much more than just supervising your kid. Like you take care of your household stuff, family admin. Like people forget about that. Yeah, which I will say he did pick up. He did actively participate in more of the cooking and cleaning and that kind of stuff than um he did when I was a stay-at-home mom so he did pick up some of the slack so I couldn't be like well everything's just gone to shit so I might (laughs) but um but if he was to just up and quit his job it wouldn't be because he wanted to spend more time with his children (laughs) (laughs) let's be serious yeah well I was just 
thinking about how I was like being a working from home parent is just you know from my for my from my husband's perspective confused with being a stay-at-home parent (laughs) which is not the same thing and I was like this stay-at-home parent thing where people assume you do everything is some bullshit (laughs) like I am not interested in doing that I'm like even if somebody said to me like okay financially be totally fine you can quit your job and you can stay at home I'd be like absolutely not (laughs) just absolutely not I wouldn't mind working like part-time but I just do not want to be the only person and it's so funny too because I was that way about um and this is definitely different about us but I was like that about uh, with breastfeeding too because when I was breastfeeding like I remember I was having so much trouble and I remember talking to the lactation the little HA people Mm -hmm. um and she's like well what is your what's your goal and I was like that's a good question. You know, my goal would be that everybody gets to help feed the baby. <laughs> my goal would be that I am not the sole source of life-sustaining <laughs> life sustenance for these kids. I would like to really share that responsibility and that whatever. And she did not like that answer. <laughs> she was like, okay, well, why don't you have a different goal? Why don't you, why can't your husband just help in a different way? And I'm like, oh no, he's helping in other ways. It's, I also want him to help with this because I don't want to be the only person that can feed this child. I want to also know that if I drop dead, somebody could immediately (laughs) feed the baby. I want to know that if I get stuck in traffic, somebody else can feed my baby. I want to know that if I, like, I just need that burden lightened a little bit. Um, but she really did not like that answer. But I feel the same sort of, um, and people get this twisted about me all the time that they think I like to be in charge or that I like to be responsible for everything. And there, I do not want to be in charge. I don't want to plan the stuff or do the stuff. I, I want somebody else to be in charge. <laughs> that, and I can see that about you because there are things like, there was some, when I was at your house, I asked you about something and you were like, I mean, I have no idea how that works. Like, like something in your house that like is utilized on a regular basis. I'm like, there isn't, I know how everything in my house works, which is why my husband has to call me all the time to be like, Hey, um, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, how do you not know how that works? There is a user manual in the closet. Just read it. Yeah, there are certain things that I specifically don't learn about because I can be like, I mean, I can't do that. Like, for instance, I don't know where Tyler keeps the paper towel. (laughs) Every time the paper towel runs out, he complains and he's like, well, I guess nobody knows where the paper towel is, Captain. I'm like, you're right. I have no idea where it is. And I'm busy doing something, so don't tell me. Uh, I love that you just said paper towel because Keith always makes fun of me because I'll be like, oh, can I have a paper towel? And, or can I have, like, use it in a singular? And he's like, oh, you just want one paper towel? That's all you yeah. need? Or be, there's, one, like, one other stuff. Like, what does uh, he call it? Paper towels? Yeah, like, I want a roll of paper towels because it's several paper towels on a roll. It's not just one paper towel on the roll. Um, no, but I, I would never say I need paper towels. I would only say I need a roll of paper towel. Which, when you say it like that, doesn't it sound ridiculous? Because you're not getting one paper towel. You're getting a whole roll of it. Well, yeah, but... Okay, what other... How else does that work usually? There's there's something else that I say that, like, I always use the singular. And he's like, oh, okay. And like, I don't... And or it, hair. People do that with hair. Like, I'm going to get I'm gonna get my hair cut. No, you're going to get your hairs cut. Well, right. But that, I mean, that makes sense. Cut. You don't, you, like, use a... Uh, or, uh, I wish I didn't just scold him for um, reaching out to me while we were recording so that I could reach out to him, but I'll have to get back to you on it. But he's always like, oh, just give her one. She only wants one. And I'm like, come on. No, I need. And I want to say it's something like noodle. Oh, give but... me a bite. So maybe something no, like that. Like, no. It's not. Ugh, I'll have to. I don't know. I'll get back to you on it. But it's funny. Now I'm going to be thinking about what other um oh people do that with macaroni a box of macaroni not a box of macaronis well no because the box is well i guess in that same logic then a roll would be the plural of the paper towels so the box of is the plural 
I don't know. I'll get back to you. But I um, know. Now I'm going to really be thinking about it. I want to <laughs> shift. But it sounds weird to say a roll of paper towels. That sounds weird to me. Yeah. Um, okay. We're going to, we have 15 minutes left before our, before we get cut off on okay. recording again. I thought of one more box of tissue. You don't, I don't say box of tissues. Do you? I do say a box of tissues. I say box of tissues. But I also don't ask for somebody to like hand me a box of tissues. I don't know. I'm going to. Or if you're packing up a gift bag, you would say, get me some tissue paper. You wouldn't say tissue papers. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> right. That does sound ridiculous. Um, yeah. Tissue paper? Okay. Anyways, well, I can't stop thinking about it now. <laughs> it's going to bother me for weeks. Well, I'll get back to you in like 30 minutes after we're done. So. <laughs> and then you won't respond to me for a week. And then I will have a complete meltdown, which. Um, I don't even think we're going to be able to talk about our topic today. Is 15 minutes enough time to talk about it? Well, that's okay. So that's, we need to talk about this heart rate because I went through and I just brought it back to top of mind so I could speak articulately about it. So what did you want to talk about regarding heart rate? So heart rate variability is so confusing to me. It seems so counterintuitive because it seems like the more steady your heart is, the more, the stronger it is. And that's better than like high highs and low lows and high highs and low lows. But everything I'm reading is saying like, you want a large variability when it comes to heart rate. You want your heart rate to spike and go low, spike and go low, and that, it, that it's negative and that as you age, it has less variability, right? That it's negative and as you age, can you give me more so details? Like that if, if, I were, if I were like, you know how like sometimes you can wear those fitness trackers that give your heart rate variability like a score? Mm. Like you get a lower score if you have less variability and you have a great score, like an A plus, if you have a ton of variability, if your heart rate is going way up and low, up and low, up and low. And I'm like, it seems like you'd be a healthier person if your heart rate just was constant. So if, if you, okay. So I read a couple articles and stuff because there's lots of different ways to track your heart rate. There's equations calculations which are the least accurate and cause the most problems because it's based on your age and not every person at the same age is at the same fitness level so it's that's not really a good indicator to like get your range from there so the best way to track your heart rate or your exercise intensity how you should exercise is just based on how you're feeling and that's like using a talk test there's a um perceived uh there's a it's called rpe um something perceived um exertion so how you feel which is a really weird scale because it like doesn't start at one it like starts at like six to 20 and i'm like why wouldn't you just oh yeah I, i have never in all of my studying understood why this scale starts and then on the other side of like when they're teaching it, it's like it's six through 20. And then on the other side, it's like one through 10 to show you how it should match up. And I'm like, why would you, <laughs> why wouldn't you just make those? The numbers? Why are you yeah. reteaching someone like, okay, now if you're not, if the, if you feel like you're doing nothing, tell me it's a six, like why <laughs> it doesn't make any. So anyways, so when you're exercising, you're, um, if you are just like, okay, I'm, I'm moving, I'm doing something, I'm going for a brisk walk. I just feel like I'm moving my body, but I'm not, it's not difficult. I could do this for hours. It's no big deal. It's active, yeah. You're going to have benefits from that because you're moving your body. Your, your muscles are moving, your tissues, everything's moving. You're going to just, that's just good. That you're, you're going to benefit from it, but you're not going to um, increase your aerobic capacity. You're not going to increase your muscles. You're just going to be good. You're just doing nice things for yourself. Now, if you're exercising and you're, um, and you can talk where you'd like to be because you can exercise for the greatest amount of time with the most benefit, you want to be to a place where you can talk for 10 to 20 seconds 
and you're not like completely out of breath. Like it's it's challenging, but you could still do it because you're okay. gonna be, you're gonna be able to exercise for a longer period of time in that area. So that's called your ventilatory threshold one. So if you're below that or right around it, you're okay. doing good things for your body. You're burning carbs and fat, more carbs at that point than fat, but you're going to be able to sustain the activity for a longer period of time as you, if you, if you aren't bored in the meantime, well, right. But like your body could do it. You're like, this is challenging, but like I could do it for a while. Like I, I don't need to like, just stop. Like I'm just in total exertion. I'm done. Now, if you continue and you put, you increase your intensity. So that could be um, you're moving faster, you're running now, or you're lifting heavier weights, or you're um, doing faster jumping jacks, or you're jumping rope faster. You're increasing your intensity either by speed or weight. You're gonna okay. take your, your body up into VT2, which is ventilatory threshold two. Now that is a very difficult place to be. Most people that go above that are endurance athletes, people that have been training for a long time, and they have the mental capacity to understand that they're trying to reach a specific goal and it's mind over matter at that point. They can push themselves through it, but it's gonna be a much shorter amount of time. Like they're not gonna be able to do this for 90 minutes or 120 minutes. They might be able to do it for 15 minutes or 30 minutes. Okay. So a shorter mm-hmm. amount of time. Um, but if you can get yourself into that higher intensity where you can't have a conversation with someone, you're not chit-chatting, you're you're getting in there and you're moving and you're just getting it done and going home you're gonna burn more fat and you're after that's when your afterburn comes into play so when you're done exercising you're going to continue to burn calories and fat afterwards where if you're um just move you know you're just oh i'm exercising i'm out for a walk that, and then you're done. Then you go and you sit and watch TV. Your body's no longer benefiting from what you right, did. Right, yeah. But in between VT1 and VT2 mm-hmm. is for people like us, where we're not right off the couch, but we're also not training for a marathon or mm-hmm. a professional sporting event. V- between VT1 and VT2 is where we want to be because we can exercise for longer and you will get a little bit of afterburn just not the same as that you would yeah with that super high intensity so like this happens to me every time I go through a period of like not working out a lot and then working out really hard is that I have this thing that just adapts where when I first started doing a ton of cardio because that was what my, my health coach person said like add some cardio get to a certain level um I could do it and um I did it no problem and then after doing that for like a month six weeks my heart rate just will not go up I mean I was riding my bike yesterday legs burning huffing and puffing as fast as I can doing like sprints with Booker and my heart rate like wouldn't go past like 98 Mm. And then I'm, like, cleaning the house, and I'm, like, you know, like, carrying the kitty litter up three flights of stairs and whatever. Heart rate's, like, 101. Well, that's not, like, fat burning zone, but I was, like, exerting energy. Mm -hmm. And then last night when I got in bed, which is, this is what made me start thinking about heart rate variability, is that when I got in bed, I was wearing my fitness tracker because I wanted to track my sleep. And laying in bed, my heart rate was 81. So, and I'm like, why is my heart rate 81? And I could, and it did feel like it was right. And my resting heart rate, like if I'm sitting here working, right now that I'm talking, it's 74. But if I was sitting here just working and not talking, it's usually like 65. So it's like my heart rate just wants to stay between like 60 to 90. And it annoys me because like it always that first six weeks I can lose weight because I can burn a bunch of calories. But now it's like, if I don't, now I just work out that hard just to maintain, not to gain weight. Mm-hmm. So my body's like, no, this is just what we do every day. So Yeah. So there is, uh, I mean, so it sounds like you're hitting a plateau and there is like reverse training and different, um, oh, I'm losing the word. It's a, I'm, I can't, remember the name right now but there is a training model that I'd be happy to help you with where you do have 
a high intensity and then you go down to a lower intensity and then you go back up and it takes you back and forth and that gives your body a chance to readjust and not just be like in this plateau area where you're still exercising but it brings you back down um oh i don't know why i can't think of the name but i um would be happy to help you with yeah with that um but with your i mean have you taken your um your pulse manually like when you're seeing like i'm like i'm putting forth all this energy i can't talk but it says it's no, only. No, I can't remember how to do that. How do you do that? So you can take it in your wrist, two fingers, uh -huh. and you can hold it there, or you can take it up here. So okay. if you just like set a timer, count for ten seconds, you know, watch your thing, and and take your pulse for ten seconds, and then multiply it by six, and then oh, that'll give okay. you your your heart rate. Because to me, it sounds like maybe your tracker is just not right. Well, I thought that too, but I tested it with a, like a blood pressure cuff when I was in Michigan and my, and it's always been like that, that my resting heart rate was in the sixties, which is fine. That's, that's normal. That's healthy mm -hmm. or whatever. And, um, so it's, it's, I trust it when it says like, you know, sixties that, that makes sense. But what really annoys me is when I'm like, I feel like I am working really hard. Well, I told you, right. I did that Stairmaster, like as hard as I could go two straight minutes after I had already been running on the elliptical mm -hmm. and my heart rate would not go above like 115, 118, something like that. And I was like, I can't, I can't breathe. I'm sweating. My heart feels like it's racing, but, and there were other times when it would, do it right and i tested it on the machine too and the machine was like yeah it's just not it's just not gonna happen it's so annoying it just shut down it was like don't bother well i know it's like yeah why bother like why bother like doing that if my but my my body in every sense has always been really adaptable if i do anything for six weeks my body is like okay this is just what we do it's not it's not any different mm -hmm. you know well and six weeks is the common time frame to do something and then to adjust. Like I sent you that one workout plan that I said, do this for six weeks and then we'll move on to something else. Um, that's where, that's why I started doing the stair thing. Cause the stair thing was on there. Yeah. When I do the stair master, I mean, my heart rate will like jump up to 180 if I'm doing it at any amount of speed. And I'm like, okay, let's slow it down a little bit. Maybe this is a little higher than, yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. All right, well, stay tuned. I'm gonna do something different, but man, oh, yeah. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of. I'm sick of it. Is <laughs> <laughs> what it comes down to. Um, that's understandable. It's it's tough. Um, Keith is going through similar stuff where like he's. And he doesn't, I mean, I can see a huge change in him, but he's like, I've been working so hard and like, I don't see this or I don't see that. Or in his case, the scale is not really going down and sometimes it's going up, but he's mm -hmm. putting on so much muscle that to me, I'm like, well, obviously like you way more, but like you can look at your body and you can see that. You can take inches. Yeah, yeah. Or take pictures and stuff like that. Taking pictures really helps. Yeah. I'm like, you're gut is half the size that you used to be and your chest and arms are twice the size they used to be. I'm like, mm -hmm. I was making fun of him. I'm like, are you trying to get to the point where you can't put your arms down? And he's <laughs> like, wait, what? And I'm like, I mean, you're not quite there, but you've never like, look at me. I'm like, when I put my arms down, they touch my body. When you put them out, put them down, they're like, <laughs> you know, it makes me crazy. Cause if Tyler like works out two days a week, he can beef up in like three workouts. <laughs> so annoying yeah he will yeah I've always known him to be like tall and lean so no he's like his arms are like huge really that, yeah. I've never thought of him as being a muscly man <laughs> he's but. yeah he's big but I think because he's so tall people don't re I never realized how just in general ginormous he is unless he's like around a like standing right next to a regular sized person yeah and then it's like oh my gosh like his feet are i mean they're ridiculous it's like special order shoes and it's like <laughs> it doesn't look like you have humongous feet when you're just walking around but then his hands are like 
Neanderthal hands. It's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Um, well, we have 40 seconds left. So, All right. Um, well, let's tell the people where to find us. You can find us on Instagram at What Are You Craving Podcast. Shoot us a DM with all of your thoughts and annoyances. Yes. <laughs> Till next time.